Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Capsized Cruise podcast. This is episode one. Hopefully, it's the first of many, uh, and it's going to be streaming on Spotify, Heart Radio, Apple Music, and uh, it's available everywhere, really. It's fantastic. Uh, but my name's Louis, uh, and I'm sat here with, of course, gorgeous George and cruise director Paul. Every week, we're going to be changing the subject. We might be covering ports we've been to, or or cabin inspections, or stories, or or anything at all. Uh, but the first one today, we're just going to give an intro on ourselves, tell you how we got the job, as uh, some people still are quite surprised we ever did get these jobs. So anyway, George, how are you, my friend? Hi, buddy. Yeah, yeah really good. Thank you. Um, of course, we're in lockdown 2.0, but um, things are going well. Doing a bit of labour work um, with my dad, um, you know, working at Warner's again, back at Warner's, doing Panto this year. I'm also working on the bar. So, Oh, no, it's, it's... you're not. Oh yes, I am. You know, it's, no, it's you really. Are, yeah. Do you know what? It's terrible for a lot of people. We'll probably cover this more at a later date. But I'm not gonna lie; it don't bother me that much. Do you know what I mean? I'm getting paid to not do any work. I don't yeah. know about you, but I'm not that bothered. George, um, I've known you for quite a while now, and uh, you've always been paid for not doing any work. Hey, stop it! Yeah, no, I'm uh, joking, but, no, but... No, it's great. It's great to be on the podcast, and uh, do you know? I'm really glad we've sort of got it going now. And the ball is rolling and it's great to have some some really good support from the Instagram and, you know, the Facebook and stuff. And I'm just excited yeah, for us to, to talk some rubbish and, you know, hopefully cover some important things and, and you know, never see what happens. Anyway, let's go over to our third musketeer. Paul Evans, how are you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lad. Sorry, lad. Have we started? Yeah, mate. Yeah, Paul, we've started. We've started. Yeah. You, th- you think, think making a podcast would be quite easy, but we've really... Found it difficult, haven't we? Yeah, it, it is yes. difficult. <laughs> but the people I've spoken to who have made podcasts have said it's really, really easy, so I'm starting to think maybe it's just us three. <laughs> but boys, we're off to a strong start. We've obviously got our Instagram profile up. We've made a few pictures yep. that I've made on paint. Um, and, you know, they've got like 10 likes each. Yeah, so man. We're ready to take over the world. For those that are listening, obviously, uh, we all work together. We all work in entertainment on cruise ships. Between <laughs> us, we've sailed all seven seas. George and Paul, they've been on loads and loads of ships uh, combined. I'm a one ship man, but I've done a few contracts on there. I've absolutely loved it. And it's a pirate's life for me. But for those that are listening that don't exactly know what a kind of cruise director is or, or they're a bit new to the world of cruising. Paul, I'm going to fire the first question over to you. Paul Evans, what is a cruise director? Before I before I answer this, are we are we setting any rules, gentlemen? Like um, no negativity, no talking of exes, oh, no, no swearing. Are, I don't think there's any rules. No... Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> Not that. I plan on like, no, 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 no. Not that I plan on slagging off my exes and swearing, but I just like to know where I stand. Well, try not to swear because hopefully this will make it onto the BBC. Um, yeah. And and obviously we can't swear there. Um, and my mum's going to listen, and obviously, yeah, uh, your mum's going to listen. In front of her. Uh, hopefully, Lynn Smith and Sue Stewart will listen, uh, and you don't want to swear. They are. You don't want to swear in front of them. Um, no. So yeah, Speak, keep it clean. Once you mentioned Sue Stewart, she she messaged me yesterday with a picture that she found backstage. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> it's not a dirty picture. It's it's some graffiti that that I'm not saying you did it, Louis, but it's it's your name. So I mean, I'm no detective. But um, she's put two and two together. And, and yeah, I don't know whether you'll be employed again. Head of entertainment, organising uh, everything, really, to make sure there's something going on throughout the day and uh, at night. You're working with a very talented team. The way I always kind of explain it to people who have never been on a ship, I always say it's like being a football manager. 
there's a lot of stuff, a lot of work goes on behind the scenes that no one's really aware of. But then you get to stand on the sideline and let the real talented people entertain the thousands that be the players on the pitch. And then at the end of the, uh, the match, end of the show, you go and say a few words. Of course, it's not just about entertainment. Um, that's where people have fallen into a trap thinking it's all entertainment and it all revolves around entertainment. You obviously have to work with all the different departments and senior officers to uh, make sure everything runs ship's shape. Oh, there we go, Jonathan Ross. I've not even been drinking. <laughs> the last time we all worked together was on Valentine's Day. Um, myself and Paul, uh, we flew home on Valentine's Day. Paul, you weren't much of a date. I think I bought the round. And um, we left, you did. We left right. George on board, um, hey. which wasn't supposed to be for long, but it actually turned out uh, as, as quite a long time, didn't it, George? Yeah, so... What felt like a normal day turned into a bit of a nightmare because obviously you lads left and we was having a great time. It's great to have you guys working with me. And, you know, um, I just remember Lankawi just loving life by the pool. And then suddenly it all turned into a disaster and uh, <laughs> all the guests went home and we were all stuck on board. Exactly 82 days, which was an adventure. And do you know what? Although there were times where I thought, get me off this ship right now. It was an experience I will never, ever, ever forget. Boys, what are your favourite ports to sail out from? So what's what's your favourite port to sail out from? Paul, you just went there with Couture. Um, if you're on your phone and you're listening, uh, go on, just type in Montenegro, Couture. It's one of the, the most amazing European sites yeah. ever. It's fantastic. Yeah, Couture's up there in my list as well, mm. to be honest. Um, and obviously Venice. We've all done Venice. What what an amazing, especially if there's like, um, you know, a cabaret out, out on the deck. What an, what an amazing experience that is. Yeah. Um, I remember Strum Jam yeah. were singing and that was just mad. Obviously, like like we mentioned before, Santorini, a uh, great sail out as well. Um, just look at, looking at the white the white buildings from the side was just absolutely awesome. Didn't ride a donkey, though. Didn't agree with that. I was just, I was just about to say, walking up yeah. the hill is just horrendous. Good for, the, good for the calves, though. It is. It's very dangerous, though, isn't it? Because you've, you've, you've got the... Not just the stench, but the, the the mess on the ground. Without getting too crude, it obviously um, when they have a piddle as well, it gets yeah quite a slippery surface. So it, and obviously you've got three hundred <laughs> asses or mules, whatever they are, charging. Yeah, yes. I was going to say that. But... <laughs> I did all the Norwegian fields and amazing. And I went up to Reykjavik and did all of Iceland and stuff like that. And um, the edge of Europe. It's the North Cape. I've heard that. Um, I've heard that the the, the fjords fantastic. is quite expensive as like a as an itinerary. Oh mate, it's is it? Mad. It's very expensive. I was literally, I was just about to get on to that. When we went to the North Cape, there's one uh, bar there. There's a pub there, it's like fifteen quid a, a can. No. Anyway, let's mm -hmm. go on to uh, our next question. We got another question uh, from Lisa. So it says, uh, "How far in advance did you apply uh, for a term or season?" On board. Mm. So, Paul, how did you get the job? Well, it's, wow, blooming it! It was two thousand and eight when I auditioned. So, obviously, the, the audition uh, process has probably changed uh, well, several yeah. times. Our headshots aren't yeah, black and me, white. It, it, me and Lou were still in school. <laughs> yeah, <it's> very. <laughs> I'd never been on a ship. I never even thought about it. It wasn't like, oh, my dreams always been to work on a ship. There's nothing like that. Um, I just I wanted a break, just purely because I was nineteen. I just come yeah. out of a relationship. We won't go there, lads, because not, I don't think she'll <laughs> listen. But I don't want Hello. it to turn into Jeremy Kyle. Um, but but it was it was it was a bit of a bit of a messy ending, let's say. 
I just finished my three-year apprenticeship in, in bricklaying, so I wasn't tied to college anymore. And I thought, I'm young, I'm single. Uh, you know, th there's more than Bolton to see kind of thing. So a very good friend of mine, who, who still is a very good friend of mine, uh, called Stephen Guy, so he, he'd been doing it for, for years. And every time we met up, he used to show me all the pictures of the crew party and all the places he'd, he'd been and when he was on stage, all the different costumes. And he always said to me, honestly, Paul, if you ever want a job or you want to do something different, give me a call. So that's exactly what I did. I, I gave him a call. I said, look, I don't know if uh, it's still an option, but I'm thinking about moving away. And he's like, right, leave it with me. I didn't really hear anything for a few weeks. And I thought, OK, mm. maybe it's kind of it's not going to happen. And then he phoned me up and said, right, I put your name forward. They're doing auditions next week. And I rocked up. And it's funny because, uh, you know, the, the, the one time that I can remember feeling incredibly talentless is, is at my audition because they gave you a sheet that you had to fill your name and it was like, mm. can you do any magic tricks? Can you eat fire? Can you sing? Can you dance? Can you juggle? Can you... Uh, there's so many things and every one of them was a no. And I thought, what the blooming heck am I doing here? And all the people in the audition room, they'd come from hotels, other cruise lines. And I remember thinking, I, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> Plus oh. I had a skinhead and the bushiest eyebrows ever. Well, in a, in a, in a room you know, full I wasn't of, as groomed uh, as uh, I am. A room full of juggling firebreathers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a nightmare. So, um, but, but what, what, got me the job is, is they said they were really looking for a, for a personality for someone who, who talks to people off stage gets people up dancing and church productions i've always loved in a way being in the spotlight and just talking to people sorry um, sorry, so, sorry, so, sorry so, me, me and george are crying with laughter rewind, church rewind. productions you got involved with the church productions have no? i never said that have i never yeah mate i was up until the age of 18 all my family Shut are very religious. Up. My dad's got his own church. So, <laughs> yeah, Pastor Jeff. I don't Pastor think he'll Jeff. be listening. Chris Kamara, Pastor... Chris Kamara said yeah. that once. <laughs> so, yeah, growing up, it was always like if there was any charity events or concerts, they'd get me involved or I'd do a bit of acting or do a bit of hosting. Um, but it wasn't something I thought I'd do full time. But they put me through to the next stage and it was basically 10 days rehearsing in Keighley. What mm. a beautiful part of, of Yorkshire that is. Um, no, not and it was. Said with no sarcasm there, gentlemen. I, I, I worked with basically the Gavin Calrobs there, a guy called Ben Clift and Terry Turnbull, who were like the experts in the comparing world. And you did 10 intense days with them. And then at the end, they sent you on a ship. So it all happened really quick from the audition to, yeah, right next week, we want you to do this 10-day, not a trial, because they'd already said, yeah. you're going on the ship kind of thing, unless you were terrible during those 10 days. Um, and yeah, and it was kind of like still going on to uh, the ship thinking, what on earth have I... Have I remember when I turned 21, I was ACD and I was like, oh my God, I'm 21 and I'm ACD. Like to me, that was a big thing. Do you know what I mean? You just can't explain to anyone who hasn't worked or been on a cruise ship what it's like though, can you? You really just can't explain it. I Yeah. I always say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the entertainers. And then they're like, oh, do you sing and dance? I'm like, oh, I, I mainly do the comparing. I'm like, <laughs> you know, a bit like Paddy McGuinness, but not as funny or... Good looking, as tall or as rich. And Beth's always like, oh, yeah. do everyone with. No, he's not. He's yeah. the cruise director. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's the title. And I've yeah. had, you know, it's, to most people, it doesn't mean anything. You're it very is a fancy humble, title. So I'm basically um, very big bollocks. I go, yeah, I'm a cruise director. So, <laughs> so basically, <laughs> you're not a captain. <laughs> when anyone meets Louis, Louis goes up and goes, hello, cruise director Louis. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Are you, watching, are you watching I'm a Celebrity? Oh, at the moment? Brilliant. 
Yeah. I'm a celebrity. Yeah, you're an MBE. No, but, yeah, Mo's all right. Mo doesn't do it. He's, he's humble. But, look, I mean, she's fantastic. Holly, she's a superstar, and she fully deserves the award she got. But she always goes, oh, yeah, Holly, MBE. Yes. Yeah. Uh, blow it loud exactly. and proud. Louis Louis. Right, <laughs> sorry, back to my question. Um, yeah, so I started, well, actually, what happened was my mate James, who works at Warner's, who I worked a company I worked for for a few years on as an entertainer, left college straight into into doing that. He told me about an audition for, to work on a cruise ship. And I was a bit like, a bit out of my comfort zone, not really fancying it. But I went for it anyway, and I think it was at Danceworks in London. And I went to the studio, auditioned, and they were doing like get little mini game shows. So you do your own little game show. And, and a bit like Paul said, you would tick the box of what you could do. And this guy, I remember there was just one guy there, and he was like quite good looking. He could do magic. So he could sing, and I was, I rocked up. I just did a game show because obviously, a bit like yourself, Paul, at the time, I, you know, I wasn't that great. I was just pretty average, to be honest with you. Um, but luckily, they saw something in me for some reason. They rung me up the next day and said um in two weeks we want you to join a ship after my audition fun fact for you i saw david beckham across the street how how mad's that but yeah i got the call and they said in two weeks we want you to join a ship and it was like oh my god this is like amazing but also crazy like i'm like i think it was 19 or 20 at the time it was a big big thing and obviously i had to go and get my sea safety done my, my fire safety training and all that big up to any firefighters out there let's just say that so yeah i got medical and then i literally flew out and i was i remember the first day i started i threw up in the toilet my first night working like and and the, the toilet wouldn't even flush <laughs> i was having a nightmare. um but yeah it, every, the, the boat was going all over the gaff um and it wasn't a great first day, but obviously I got used to it and I got I got really close with the team. And um, yeah, I, I had a really good season. Obviously, I wanted more and then I went back and became senior on Spirit again, did another full season. And then obviously went up to ACD and then here I am. For me, I, starting on cruise ships, I went, well, I studied in, in acting. I went to the Brit School um, up in London. Ooh. Honestly, it was just, it was amazing. Like, it was absolutely brilliant. And then after that, I was old enough to kind of... To work and i ran events and stuff in brighton um and i just i got really used to earning good like money and i loved it and i just thought cool i don't need to be an actor right now i'm just gonna get earn some money kind of thing but i do wish i went to drama school but anyway i've got a, a best friend of mine called frank the tank taggart uh big frank and uh his parents one uh his beautiful mother she used to be a lead singer on a cruise ship and his dad was in a vita and then he went on to be a cruise uh singer and he, he was he's, they're just hosts they're personalities they're amazing people and ever since i met them they'd always say uh oh yeah we you should work on a cruise ship mm -hmm. and stuff like that and you know they've got they've got the picture of the ship they first met on in their house kind of thing and they just they're so they are such a perfect amazing happy successful people within the entertainment and arts world and they both started on a cruise ship and they his dad would always say you should be a cruise director you should you know you'd love it uh, and they worked on P&O and, and huge, massive ships like that. And I thought, right, I'm going to look into this. And, and they offered to help me, bless them. And uh, it's really funny, actually, because they know quite a lot of the comedians <laughs> we got on. So it's always nice to catch up with them. And I thought, no, I'm going to figure out how to do this. I'm going to try and do it. Uh, and two lovely ladies at an agency, they got me an audition. Uh, and then I got the job. And then I got hired again and, and again. And the minute I stepped on board that ship, I just absolutely adored I went on board as an actor host. Uh, then I did... Uh, a contract and became assistant cruise director and then it was great well it wasn't great but there was a few injuries and a change of personnel so i ended up in some of the shows as well which i absolutely loved um steel city i was nearly every part and i absolutely loved it uh the strip show on board and then um 
yeah, kind of finished up and was got offered Cruise Direct's contracts and then, you know, lovely coronavirus. Let's go straight in with the questions. Uh, so on our Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, we've we've asked you guys to let us know any questions you've got about cruise ships. Um, Charlotte says, uh, is it like below deck? So is, is living and working on a cruise ship like below deck? Which, Paul? wow. Can I say below deck, if you haven't seen it, is, is, yeah. is fantastic. Beth and I love watching that, normally when we sit down and have a bite to eat. Yeah. Um, it, I suppose there's elements of it, yeah. um, but it, it's also like... Yeah. Especially a crew party. Big brother. Or, or, or on speed. Well, it's like below deck. Below deck is a good comparison. Yes. Because you, when people watch that, I think people that haven't worked on a cruise before, or a boat, or a yacht, or or whatever, when they watch that, I think they probably realise, well, these guys work so much. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the, the, the thing is on, on Below Deck, they very much, um, they, they own you. Yeah. I'd like to say, I guess, were a lot of them turned out to be our friends, didn't they? And they'd come on and they didn't, they, there's times at Below Deck, they, they speak to you like, you know, they've paid all that money, you know, $200,000 for a week to charter the yacht. But I was actually really surprised that they don't get on. I know it's for TV, but they really do argue, and there's only like eight of them. And on a ship, we're working with 760 people. Yeah. 760 people from 52 different nationalities, 50 different nationalities. And, I mean, I've had some amazing laughs with people from the Philippines and Indonesia and Ukraine and Russia, and it's just it's fantastic. It's created such a nice um, outlook on my, on my life working on a ship. The banter, the camaraderie, and that's another thing, going quickly back to the difference in below deck. So there's something, you know, is it is it like being on a cruise ship? I, I, if I wrote them, I don't know, side by side, that there's a very much a hierarchy on, you know, you only have to watch yeah. that chief house steward. There's very much a hierarchy on a below deck. But on a ship, yes, there was a structure of ranking, but who, which other captain would you know yeah. fist pumping and being the first yeah. to, to get you a beer at a crew party or, or oh, take you time, off yeah. to go on a beach tour and... Oh, it was one very of my favourite memories. Family orientated is, is with work. Our captain, we um in Lancarry, It was Christmas, and me and him sang, and we we standing on the tables in a bar singing fairy tale in New York together. It was, it, oh, that's a great final question. Can you have dinner with the captain? Uh, is the last question. Now, if you're a guest, you can. You can request to go on the captain's table. And as we know, every captain is different. Especially, of I, I, I for the first I don't know five years, it was really only ever Greek captains. But the latter part of my career. And it's been a lot more English and, and, and Morella. Um, yeah. I can't speak for other companies, but they really wanted the captains to be out and about. Anyway, boys, yeah, that brings us off really nicely after our first podcast. So throughout the series, hopefully it continues. We are going to be going to try and get guests in uh, from other crew or other other captains, other positions and stuff like Before that. Before we leave, yeah, I George. think we should, for, for anyone that doesn't really know us that much, listen to the podcast, we should tell a, a little little fun fact about ourselves. You've met anyone famous? Um, that my dad was a pastor. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm an open book. Go on. Go on. Oh, a fun fact. Well, yes, there's. Um, I have met people famous, yeah. Um, I met the footballers. Cruise with Peter Andre for a week. This is a whole different No. Podcast. Beth's uncle is, uh, is Howard Webb. Uh, um, I, know, I know you have, George, because I. I yeah, yeah, of course. So, I, of in fact, I remember. And still um, staying in contact with her. was going to come on the ship, and Ted was a fan as well. Obviously, Ted James, Nathaniel James. Um, <clears throat> Uh, a, a mutual friend um, who will be listening to this. A shout out to you, Legend. Ted. Um, yeah, love, big love. Um, he was telling me because he, he lives love in Leicester you. as well, and he was telling me how much a big fan he is of Sam Bailey, who is my cousin, who 
was the winner of X Factor um, a few years back. Um, and Scraper, the that's the Scraper. one. <laughs> I've met Snoop Dogg, so I win. Move on. How? Yep, I have. So there you go. How? For shizzle. <laughs> um, we had him. We had him as a PA in the nightclub once, and uh, in my, I'd be would be the person who would go and like pick up all our acts and stuff like that. And, and Snoop Dogg was one of them. His rider was mental. Like the stuff we had to go and get. I can't even repeat half of it online, but we had to get so much stuff. Wow. It was mad. Um, but yeah, he he turned up in a limo with like thirty other guys, all wearing like full Versace, on to Gucci. Stumbles up to me and my buddy top. Every time I think of Snoop Dogg now, I, yeah. I just think of Hi, to the J U S T E A T. Well, somebody say <laughs> yeah. just me. What is your favourite takeaway? Anyway. Yeah. I'm a pizza boy. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, Indian. Louis, I do really? love pizza, but Indian, you're a cruise director and a pizza boy. I can't tonight. believe that. Away and there's no food in the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> times are tough, mate. Times are tough. Uh... <laughs> and George, on that note, that is the end of the show. That's it for episode number one of your Capsize Cruise podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, we can share it, spread the love, pass the pod, and we'll be back next week for a whole new episode of Capsized.